Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for this Friday, June 30th edition of the Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. Today we will be reading from the following main articles. Ring in America's 247th birthday with this front range guide to the 4th of July parties. Summer Sunday festivals continue a 15 year tradition in Broomfield. And Broomfield Photo Club, cell phone photos through the lens of locals. This week, Kelly Rowski writes about people and plants and diet lifestyle that can help calm brain activity. Carrie Pettis, the book woman, reviews a book called The Covenant of Water by Abraham Vergeze, a family saga that looks at village life in India. And Broomfield events for this week. Also, one person was hospitalized after a head-on crash in Broomfield. These and other articles. As the summer heat fills the air and the spirit of patriotism threatens to engulf even those of us who have forgotten to vote in this year's local elections, the Front Range is gearing up for a red, white, and blue weekend full of festivities. From a 4th of July drone show at Folsom Field, a refreshing bash at the Boulder Reservoir, and a melodic symphony concert in Longmont. This Independence Day promises to ring in America's 247th year in true centennial style. Though the holiday falls on a Tuesday, making for an awkward midweek burp for those who have to work on Monday, Communities are still gearing up for a vibrant few days of celebrations filled with parades, fireworks, barbecues, music, and gatherings with family and friends. Whatever you choose to do on this weekend, don't forget to check the weather. The forecast from Friday through Tuesday is projected to bounce back and forth from rain, sunshine, rain, sunshine, and rain, respectively. The events, the Boulder Symphony Concert. Join Boulder Symphony to celebrate July 4th with symphonic classics from Copeland to Bernstein to Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture at the historic Boulder Bandshell. Also featured is John Williams' music from Star Wars and Indiana Jones, as well as other fun cinematic classics. There will be drinks and wood-fire pizza available for purchase. This will be at 7 p.m. Tuesday at the Boulder Band Shell, located at 1212 Canyon Boulevard. Tickets range from $5 to $15, and for more information, you can visit bouldersymphony.org. 4K on the 4th. You can put on red, white, and blue and celebrate July 4th with a fun run on a flat and fast course, followed by Avery Brewing Company beer and breakfast burritos. This will be at 8.30 a.m. Tuesday at the Avery Brewing Company, 4910 Nautilus Court, Unit A, in Boulder. Tickets range between $15 and $35. For more information, you can go to teamboco.com. Fourth of July Drone Show 
You can head to Folsom Field for Boulder's first night sky drone show in place of traditional fireworks. There will be live music performances by School of Rock, the Custom Shop Band, and Funkafino. As well as concessions and food trucks available, this will be at 7 p.m. Tuesday at Folsom Field, 2150 Colorado Avenue in Boulder. For more information, you can visit boulder4thofjuly.com. Louisville Slugger Independence Day Tournament. For more than two decades, this 80-team competitive girls softball tournament has been hosted in Boulder. Get out and cheer for your favorite team. This will be Tuesday at Stasio Complex, 2445 Stasio Drive in Boulder. Twang Fest and Barbecue. Enjoy live music from Bonnie and Taylor Sims Band, River, Arkansas, and Martin Gilmore Trio while enjoying marinated barbecue with all the fixings. This will be at noon at the Gold Hill Inn Beer Garden, 401 Main Street in uh, Gold Hill. The tickets range from $13 to $41. For more information, you can go to goldhillinn.com. In Boulder, you can spend 4th of July with family and friends and Broomfield neighbors at the 2023 Great American Picnic and Fireworks Show. There'll be fun for the whole family with inflatables, concessions, food vendors, and a beer garden for those over 21. You can participate in a bike parade and enjoy live music starting at 6 p.m. The evening ends with a bang with fireworks at 9.15 p.m. This will be starting at 5 p.m. Tuesday at Broomfield County Commons Park, 13200 Sheridan Boulevard in Broomfield, and this event is free. Independence Eve, you can celebrate community, culture, and country at Independence Eve, presented by the City and County of Denver. This longtime Civic Center tradition is highlighted by a concert featuring the Colorado Symphony, a light show on the majestic City and County building, and a fireworks finale. This begins at 5 p.m. Monday at Civic Center Park, 101 14th Avenue in Denver, and this event is free. And in Lafayette, you can join old-fashioned Independence Day with fireworks show at dusk. Food, dessert, a beer, cider, and a wine garden. Kids' activities and live music by Chris Daniels and the Kings. This will be at 4 p.m. Saturday at Wanaka Lake Park, 1600 Korea Drive in Lafayette. And that event is free. In Louisville, you can join the community for food trucks, bounce houses, face paintings, patriotic music, etc. This will be at fireworks will begin at 9 p.m., but all this begins at 6 p.m. on Tuesday at the Coal Creek Golf Course, 585 West Dillon Road in Louisville, and the event is free. And finally, in Niwot, you can enjoy a pancake breakfast at Niwot Market followed by a parade with a grand marshal, bands and music, fire engines, classic vehicles, decorations, flags, and more at 8 a.m. Tuesday, downtown Niwot, 2nd Avenue and Cottonwood Square. And this event is free. And let's not forget in Superior, you can celebrate the 4th with pancakes and kickball. 
The festival will feature 30 exhibitors and vendor spaces. It starts at 7 a.m. on Tuesday at the Superior Community Park, 1350 Colton Road, and the event is free. Summer Sunday festivals continue at the Bruner Farmhouse. A small farming community will be transformed this summer into festival grounds for Broomfield's 15-year tradition of Summer Sunday festivals. Summer Sundays are so much fun. The Broomfield City Council on the Arts and Humanities really puts on a great thing. This is according to Liam Bootson of Bootson's Balloons. There's just something very light and happy about the whole experience. Bootsen is a balloon artist, twisting and crafting balloons into various shapes for festivals and carnivals for the past 10 years, and Summer Sundays were one of his first regular festivals. Bootsen began balloon twisting one afternoon when he was bored and a friend suggested it. Since then, he's been performing at parties, carnivals, and festivals across the Front Range. I'm pretty hyper, the kind of person that gets really fidgety quickly, and my friend suggested I play with the balloon, twisting it, and I thought, oh, this would be great fun for an afternoon, he said. But there was something about it, and after I made my first dog, it just sort of grew. Bootsen is also one of many attractions at the festival, which includes carnival games, face painting, and live music. Summer Sunday festivals attract over a thousand attendees with its slate of performances, interactive booths, creative experiences, and live concerts. These festivals are held on the grounds of one of Broomfield's most treasured historical locations, the Bruner Farmhouse and Gardens. The festival atmosphere combined with the farmhouse and surrounding open space creates a unique and unforgettable family-friendly event series. This summer, there are two more Summer Sunday festivals scheduled for July 9th and August 13th. Both festivals take place from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Bruner Farmhouse, 640 Main Street. The Broomfield Photo Club will meet at 6.45 p.m. Tuesday in the Crawford Room at the Broomfield Community Center, 280 Spader Way. This month's meeting will feature a talk from club member Larry Ott, who spoke at last month's meeting about cell phone photography. This week, he'll talk about editing on the cell phone using Snapseed, a free Google cell phone app. It promises to be an interesting meeting. The club meets on the fourth Tuesday of every month with its next meeting scheduled for July 25th. Meetings are also held over Zoom. To learn more about the club, you can visit its Facebook page or contact Carl Muehlmeyer at 303-469-0537. This week, Kelly Rowski writes about people and plants, diet, Lifestyle can help calm brain activity. 
This week, we're not highlighting one particular plant or even talking about gardening. I thought it might be interesting to look at a neurotransmitter and how diet might affect our health and well-being. Gamma-amnobutyric acid, also known as GABA, is known as an inhibitory neurotransmitter. According to the University of Southern California, GABA is one of the most important neurotransmitters in our brains. Its primary role is to calm brain activity. Neurotransmitters control the electrical activity within the brain. Since GABA is inhibitory, an imbalance of this neurotransmitter may lead to anxiety or mood disorders increased pain, muscle spasms, and, in extreme cases, even epilepsy. GABA can be increased through diet and lifestyle. Activities such as yoga, meditation, and breath work are often recommended, but since this is a column about people and plants, we'll focus on diet. Baxter University and numerous other sites state that fermented foods can increase GABA. Bassa shares that poor gut health is related to mental health disorders. They mention including traditional fermented foods such as sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, pickles, and kombucha into your diet. Probiotic foods such as those mentioned need to be refrigerated at all times, so purchase the ones in the refrigerated section. Lemon balm and valerian are two additional plants that can increase GABA. The University of Wisconsin Integrative Health shares that lemon balm has been used since the Middle Ages for anxiety and insomnia. Both lemon balm and valerian are available in tea, tincture, or extract form. The university cautions that the odor of valerian is likened to an old goat or sweaty socks when taken as a tea. In a published paper on the National Institutes of Health website, the authors share raw spinach, potatoes, sweet potatoes, and cruciferous vegetables like kale and broccoli contained high contents of GABA. There's numerous other plants such as white tea, passionflower, rice, oats, and tomatoes as well. As always, if you intend to use food as medicine, consult your local healthcare practitioner beforehand. Plants and medicines can interact with each other. Remember, if it has the potential to help you, then it may also have the potential to harm you. Fare you well. The Dead and Company packs in millennial deadheads, old man, superfans, and everyone in between for its final tour. When it's 90 degrees in Boulder, Tie-dyed shirts crop up way more than fashionably tolerated, and a heavy smell of the devil's lettuce makes you wonder if you have a contact high from secondhand clouds of smoke. You can consume one thing. You can assume one thing, rather. The Dead and Company are in town. This latest and celebrated Grateful Dead spin-off band has been attracting fans, new and old, near and far, to Folsom Field on the University of Colorado campus, where they've played every year since 2016. This weekend, Dead & Company, made up of Grateful Dead members Bob Weir and Mickey Hart, along with Otile Burbridge, Jeff Cimenti, and John Mayer, 
are on the roster. They'll return to Boulder one final time, gracing Folsom Field for the final tour, with a rare three-day stint Saturday through Monday. Show times are at 6.30 p.m. each evening. Saturday's show is sold out. Tickets are still available for Sunday and Monday shows. Although this local newspaper was unable to reach a member of the band for an interview, we were able to get in touch with the next best thing. Tonio O'Brien, the man who gave Bob Weir a piece of gum back in 1977. You can just tell they love Boulder, O'Brien said, of the Dead & Company's tour schedule. Why else would they put three stops on the tour? O'Brien has been a deadhead since the early 70s when he was a teenager living in Ohio. His love for the band has carried him to more than 50 Grateful Dead shows across the country, 10 Dead and Company shows, and countless other Dead spin-off concerts. The final tour, the Dead and Company's farewell tour, will be at 6.30 p.m., Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at Folsom Field at the University of Colorado, 2400 Colorado Avenue in Boulder. Why? The Dead & Company bassist, Otile Burbridge, formerly of the Allman Brothers, told the paper in 2016 that this is like the coolest cult I've ever seen. It's built on a lack of rules other than to be kind. You're free to do your own thing. He added that Part of it is like a religion, and part is a rebellion. I've never seen anything like it. I really haven't. It's really quite unique, and I absolutely love it. Unofficial Shakedown, the unofficial Shakedown Street, dubbed Boulder Market, will pack in a bunch of artisan vendors where deadhead fans can find tie-dye for days, artisan jewelry, all of the unofficial merchandise that they need, this will be from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday and Sunday at Boulder High School, 1604 Arapahoe Avenue, dubbed the Boulder Market. And Carrie Pettis this week reviews a novel of family saga, Life in a Small Village in India. The book, The Covenant of Water by Abraham Vergeza. This is a multi-generational novel set mostly on the southwest coast of India. From the 1900s to 1970, we follow the fortunes of a family cursed by a condition which seems to cause the death by drowning of at least one person every generation. From the early days of British occupation, arranged marriages, and little education to independence and freer Freer traditions, we follow the ups and downs of village life in India. I would get interested in one character and they would eventually be moved to the side to feature another person. Because of this, there was no real main character to hold the book together, which I didn't like. In order to keep all the characters straight, I recommend a cheat sheet with their names and nicknames. Many, but not all, of the characters are doctors, which is a natural connection to the author. Vergeza is a physician himself. Some of the descriptions of surgeries and other medical procedures could have been eliminated or abbreviated, in my opinion. His previous book, Cutting for Stone, has become a classic. The second novel has been much hyped and long-awaited. Unfortunately, 
I wanted to like this book more than I actually did. Today's episode of Broomfield Enterprise was a bit shorter than others, but nevertheless, thank you for joining us for Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. AINC programming is brought to you in part by the DAV Charitable Trust, empowering veterans to live high-quality lives with respect and dignity.